0: We the people.
1: We the people. We
0: the people of the United States.
1: We the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union,
2: establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish the Constitution
3: for the United States of America. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Second Amendment of the United States Constitution, a... Heavily debated, and yet at the same time, not often argued, before the Supreme Court anyway, portion of the Constitution. And as we've talked about in the past, really two major cases, well three major cases, one in 1871 in 2008 one in 2010, have ended up with the Second Amendment being incorporated against the states. In other words, the states, you might as well read that now, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people's California, Shall not infringe upon the right of people to keep and bear arms. Or Utah or Texas or Montana or Modesto. Hell, even, even Modesto can't do it. That's right. That's that was the thrust of uh, of McDonald, right? Or uh, Heller, I'm sorry, Washington right. DC can't. Or Chicago can't, either way. It's the Second Amendment on Constitution Thursday, the Saturday podcasts. You want to join us? Podcast at Constitution Thursday is the email address. Of course, you can check us out online at ConstitutionThursday.com as we bring you, as often as we can, discussions about the Constitution and, specifically right now, the Bill of Rights. I'm Dave. I'm Pat. I'm chatroom chef. And it's Constitution Thursday, the Saturday podcast. So, we travel to... Sunny San Diego, the most uh, beautiful city on the face of the planet. Sexiest city on the planet, right? Not, not so sunny today, but... Well, yeah, I mean... But, but stepping, out, stepping back into the timeline here where you could be listening to this in, you know, True. five years from now. True. It could be the sexiest city on the planet right now. It's one of the
1: most expensive cities. It so is, it but isn't... it's
3: a beautiful city. I, I, I lived there once for 12 weeks. And I got to tell you, my experience in San Diego was not all that positive. I saw a lot of Nimitz Grinder up close while I was doing push-ups, and I saw a lot of airplanes take off, and I saw USS Recruit, I understand San Diego has changed a lot since then, Uh, not to get too far off topic here, but I did go back in 2006, I went back to San Diego, and I found myself standing right outside of what used to be Recruit Training Center San Diego, and literally my barracks. Was still standing. Now they're they're tearing everything down and they were it's gone now. But it was right there and I and and I didn't realize where I was. And I'm and I'm we're just walking down the street because literally right across the street is a nice waterfront park and stuff like that. And so we're walking down the street waiting for somebody at the airport and just this, I I want to say odor, but but it's not. You you know how sometimes odors come back and they bring back memories. And there was just a sense of wait, I've been here before. And, and I looked around, and there's this fence, this construction fence, and on the other side of this fence is my barracks that they're tearing down. And it's like, whoa! And he
1: jumped the fence and spray painted, "Dave was here." No, I
3: just, you know, what the first thought that went through my mind was,
1: no, start doing push-ups? All this
3: time I was doing that, and I was literally like eight feet from from being out of the from being out of RTC San Diego, and I never had any idea where I was. I really didn't, but it was it was kind of cool. And uh, San Diego, very beautiful city, although. As you've mentioned, expensive, but being a city in the state of California, subject to California laws, one of which says that, well, if you want a concealed weapons permit, the state legislature has said that you must show something called, and I believe their phrase here is, good cause. Yep. You
0: have to convince the sheriff that you deserve one.
3: Which, unfortunately, has caused a lot of consternation around The state of California, 58 different counties. Um, Essentially, you now have 58 different interpretations of what good cause means.
0: And right here in the Valley, we've got two of them right next to each other that have very, very different views. Well, Stanislaus
3: County, good cause, according to Sheriff Adam Christensen, means that you have a right to defend yourself. Thus, he can issue you a concealed weapons permit.
0: Assuming, obviously, no mental defects. Well, we'll get to
3: all that, pattern, minute, all, all that here in a minute. But the good cause side of this is that you have a right to defend yourself and a constitutional right to keep and bear arms and thusly uh, is the world ending? He some decides, clouds, some clouds just <laughs> went overhead and something. Anyway, the point is that you have a constitution. <laughs> we waiting. shouldn't be talking about dun, this. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, the, Maybe uh, the
0: Vikings were off by a week.
3: Right, could be. Except that that's outside the timeline again because you might be listening to this True. in April. Um. Setting the mood. Setting I know, I know, I know. We just, we, we work hard not to get outside of the timeline, though. So that's, so to make these timeless. But every now and then, you need to know that it's, it's unusual right now here and where we are because it's, it's, it's raining and now it's sunny again. It's
1: weird. <laughs> weird. Anyway, I feel like I'm on vacation. That's what happens every time I'm on vacation.
3: <sighs> Sheriff Christensen here in Stanislaw County says that good cause means you have the constitutional right to keep and bear arms and that's, that's okay by him. Sheriff Moore in San Joaquin County doesn't see it that way. He, yet. he believes that good cause means that you need to show a... I saw what you did there. A Show a <laughs> danger to yourself. In other words, a reason why you need to be able to defend yourself, which is more than just, well, you have a right to. Which, is, which of the two is correct? Which of the two is constitutionally better? And which of the two... I mean, are those the two
0: extremes? Is there anything else in between, do you think? Or should there be... Any objective standard. Should there be a two, or does the Second Amendment say what the Second Amendment says? Whether you agree or not with the court decisions, it says what it now
1: says. Right. Well, it it puts into say, you you cross county lines, and and all of a sudden you're under a different set of rules, which is not what the 14th did when it incorporated the Bill of Rights into it. Well,
0: and does that, you know, that's an interesting point, driving past county lines. Does that mean if you get, if you get, you have... A concealed weapons permit from Stanislaw County and you get in your car and you drive up to Stockton to, to pick your wife up at work, do you have to stop at the county line no you don 't once you have
3: one they 're good in all fifty eight or fifty whatever it is counties they cross the line
0: okay, because that could you
3: know could have been a an interesting could have been, but that 's the question so really since they 're good in all fifty eight counties, the argument then becomes shouldn't they all be objectively the same? Shouldn't all the standards be identical? Yes. Do you think that the state legislature intentionally created this hullabaloo by by allowing each sheriff and or law enforcement agency, because sometimes it's the cities, um, to decide what the objective standards are for that area?
0: They might have. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, What what did those legislators do?
1: (laughs) I I think the legislators should should set a, a statewide... You know, they should set the statewide the statewide standards. Speak,
3: which is easy to say, but we're in California, uh, which means that those standards are going to be,
1: yeah, n- no, you can't <laughs> have one restricted as I'll right. get out. But isn't the sheriff responsible because the sheriff is elected as opposed to appointed? Um, the sh- the sheriff in each county should have it, they should have a. a the sheriff should be able to come up with the doctrine, not necessarily the state legislators. It should come from the sheriff's department.
3: So you're uh, okay with the sheriff's making that decision as to what good cause I, actually I, is?
1: But I think the sheriffs, as a whole in the entire state, should come up with the same document because the sheriffs are the ones that is, issue. Does good cause
3: of them. differ in,
1: say, Siskiyou
3: County from what good cause would be in Los Angeles County?
1: Which is why I think the sheriffs need to get together to determine. Uh, statewide what what good cause is well, or does it really differ? I mean, I mean, I assume your analogy is looking
0: potentially at greater crime rates in different places, but if there's one bad guy in in one county that wants to come after you and five bad guys in another county that want to come after you, all you need is one that that you would need some need a weapon to defend yourself do bad guys or pay you, any
3: attention to county lines?
0: no, or do you even <laughs> no necessarily need a bad guy? coming after you. I mean, if the Second Amendment says you've got the right, you've got the right. Defendant William Gores, the sheriff for San Diego County,
3: and as such, he's responsible for formulating, executing, and administering the challenge laws, customs and practices against plaintiffs, and is in fact presently enforcing the challenge laws, customs and practices against the plaintiff, who's a guy by the name of Edward Peruta. He is a Californian, a natural this says he's a natural person. Is that the right phrase, probably natural
1: born citizen, <laughs> probably
0: something to do with Fourteenth right. Amendment language.
3: All right. Anyway, he uh, he claims to be a resident of San Diego County. Is he? That's the first question. And did he show good cause? And should he have to show good cause? Those are the questions that were put to the court. Eventually, this makes its way to the Ninth Circuit Court. You probably already know what the Ninth Circuit Court decided. If you don't, you've been living under a rock, or this is five years after the timeline, and you don't remember. But the Ninth Circuit Court is actually going to find for Peru. We'll get into why coming up here in just a moment.
2: If retired Supreme Court Justice Stevens gets his way, you will have to join the militia to have a gun. But is that really what Madison meant when he wrote, keep and bear arms?
3: All right, so... Peruta makes his argument. Peruta, the, the, the summary of the case is very simple. The Mister Edward Peruta says that Sheriff Gore denied him his his right to have a concealed weapon permit based on good cause. In whatever whatever good cause might particular mean to any given sheriff. law enforcement uh, official, could be a sheriff, but it could also be because I believe the cities handle that on their own too, don't they? I thought right.
1: it was all during sheriffs. I didn't know it was
3: cities. I think cities, because some of the sheriffs have met with cities. It may be.
0: I, I may, may yeah, be I'm not sure. Because and, like, cause cause cities, so, I, I, mean, know, I, mean, I know the city of Modesto handles there. Right. And, and I would assume in Stockton. I mean, the sheriff doesn't have jurisdiction in Stockton. That's the police chief.
3: Right. So there's uh, there's those elements. At any particular rate, it, it brings that up. Second Amendment, of course, very succinctly. I mean, it, one of the shorter amendments, I mean... Amendment 3 is pretty short, you know, no quartering.
0: We'll we'll have to do 20 or 30 seconds on that one of these weeks. Halfing is okay, but no quartering.
1: Yeah, I know.
3: (laughs) A well-regulated militia being being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Now, this this has been argued throughout the history of our nation as to what it means. Um, One of the most common arguments you'll get against gun ownership is, well, you're not part of the militia, so you don't get a gun.
1: Hold water?
0: Not according to the Supreme Court. Well,
1: actually, until the Heller case came up last
0: Well, I think that's true, until the, for For a hundred and... Well, that was in, more incorporation, I think, than... Well, we talked about the case before,
3: the Crookshank. case down in it's uh Where the Supreme Court had ruled that it was up to the states to decide. It was a state's issue. It hadn't been incorporated. But... I'm not aware of any state from 1870 on until you get into the 70s. I'm not aware of any state that ever said, "No, nope, you can't have a gun. You don't have a first amendment right to a gun." I'm not aware of any state that and said I doubt there was. Yeah. Now some cities might have said something like that along the way, but but it never really got into the big argument that that it should have.
0: Well, so, we know some cities did. Tombstone did.
3: They did. Yes, you're correct. Can't have a gun within the city limits, but but that was was that a violation of the second amendment?
0: Well, not at the time because it wasn't incorporated. Would it have been even if it was? Possibly not. If you could make a you could make a fairly plausible safety argument in Tombstone's in case. Tombstone, Arizona. In yeah, Tombstone, yeah. Arizona, hey, people having guns
3: probably a bad idea,
0: especially guns in saloons.
3: Especially if they're named ERP or McClary. Yes, I don't know. It's an interesting argument, but I, I come back to this. The primary argument that you get is. Well, you, you're not part of a militia, so you shouldn't have a gun. Because it says a well-regulated militia being, being necessity to free, freedom of free state. Yeah, but what,
1: what's the definition of militia? Well, that's, then? that's, that's a good that's question.
3: Thing, yeah. What is that definition? And, of course, um, most people will immediately go to the Revolutionary War period, up to whatever where, where the militia was a state unit, it was an area unit that was called out by the governor, so forth and so on. That has been legally replaced in the United States. You no longer have a local militia.
1: No, but do you have the state like like
3: um, the national guard? Well, not the national guard, but the state. Guard. By law, the national guard is the militia, if you will. Right now, that's why you have state units of the national guard. All those kind of things. This this gets into. I don't want to go why? down this path, but but these these groups that call themselves militias, right? They're not right again because the in other areas where they talk about training. The Constitution is very clear that the officers of the militia have to be appointed by the governor of the
1: state. Well, I say they're not state state right. recognized either. They're so.
3: not. They're not militia. Right. So they can call themselves whatever they want. Well,
0: and if you're trying to interpret what the, the whole phrase means, is where the commas matter. Do you also have to look at it with the mindset of the person who wrote it? Because of course, the original purpose behind the Second Amendment was we do not want the federal government to outlaw guns so that they can then suppress the states. The idea right. was we the states should be able to have our militia so that the federal government gets too pushy we can send our guys with guns in well right. so at that point probably the two did go together because that was the assumption that the militia was there protecting the federal government from suppressing well, the states
1: or this, or, or, uh, or s- protecting the states from the federal government
0: right and it was probably never even crossed the mind of the drafters that a state would ban guns
1: i
3: agree Um, but that tends to be, that is one of the primary arguments against the Second Amendment. Well, you're not in the militia, so you don't have a right to a gun. In fact, that was one of the issues of both Heller and McDonald, was does does an individual have a right to keep and bear arms versus a corporate right to bear arms as a, whatever, militia? And
1: so... Yeah, but you also have the right of the people, and that's where, you know, you do have a well-regulated militia. But is people singular or plural?
0: or did the 14th amendment change things so i mean if if hmm. you if you look this is just popping into my pea brain but if when the second amendment was adopted it was originally okay the federal government can't ban guns against the states can't ban the states from having guns but it doesn't apply to the states when it's incorporated under the 14th amendment does that alter what the language of the second amendment means in a broader context because it's well, now yeah, against it the does. states and that's 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 actually the ruling in McDonald is,
3: this is now an individual right. Uh, Roberts takes the time. This is an individual's right. He defines people as singular. Singular. The people, Pat, Jeff, Dave, have a right to own a gun because it's in the Constitution, and now this is incorporated against the states. But until then, Krujank had stood, which was completely opposite. In essence, he overturned Krujank, saying that prior to that, it was a state's, state's issue. It was not an individual right in fact it says very specifically in there no this doesn't apply to individuals right and yeah. that was the law of the land from 1870 to 2010
0: for 140 and
3: nobody knew that i mean literally nobody it, can you imagine that this is the part that still amazes me yeah. about croching all these years we've had all these anti gun arguments and all this kind of stuff it's almost like nobody on that side of the argument read the ever ha- ever even heard of this right because if they had wouldn't and that have been your first argument? And well, all this is the settled su- case law. We've already- <laughs>
0: and all the Supreme Court justices who presumably never talked about it. Right. They didn't. You would think they, of all people, would, would know what precedent was. I, it's another thing. Uh, justice
3: John, retired court justice, John Paul Stevens.
0: Ah, John Paul.
3: He's an interesting character. He has come out with an article recently where he wants to amend the Second Amendment and he wants to just change the verbiage of the second amendment. So currently the second amendment reads a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. In his upcoming book 6 amendments how and why we should change the constitution, he suggests a slight change to the second amendment. Slight. Yeah. <laughs> five words. He wants to add five words. Well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms when serving in the militia shall not be infringed, is what he wants to change it to. And I, this is what I say. This is the primary, uh, if you will, leftist or liberal argument ab- about the Second Amendment is, well, you're not in the militia, therefore you don't need a gun. And does that theory hold water, and why or why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: still well, thinking. I'm, give me a chance here, right? <laughs>
0: While Jeff is thinking, I, I do wonder, assuming we adopt that, theoretically, we're not going to. That amendment will never right, be adopted. Right, that would never get through. Right. But, but hypothetically, if it were adopted, what would happen if the state of Georgia, just to pick a good southern state, were then to pass a law that says, if you are a resident of Georgia, you are a member of the Georgia militia. Right, which,
1: was, which is exactly what would happen. Which so are, then
0: everybody... It becomes
1: a moot point. Well, it becomes a moot point in states
0: where gun rights are generally supported. In
1: California, they would quickly
3: pass a law saying, we don't have a militia, we have a National Guard. Right. You want a gun? Join the National Guard.
1: Hmm. That's what would happen. Agreed? And and then you get an influx of National Guard, and you'd you'd actually have people in the state of California being turned down. I I would think that California would turn them down just to keep that that type well, of, of uh, activity out they would not only say that you know we have only a national guard but that there
0: are only x number of members allowed at any given t- given time to restrict it mm-hmm. and appoint someone who doesn't like guns as the head of the national right. guard and,
1: and they would also write into it the fact that if you're not an active member you would not fall under these rules probably. right well
0: there's there's that
3: element to it and there's there's all kinds of considerations here. Uh, justice stevens's argument is in in my view it's it's the prevailing argument i mean you don't have to be on social media very, very much. You don't have to be very involved in this argument to eventually, if you've been a part of this argument at all any, in any way, shape, or form, you've heard that counterargument. Well, right. you're not in the militia. Well, it was written for muskets. Well, it, it, it's a different time. All those kind of arguments come into place. And, and it, it's almost as if that's the primary argument against it. But I'm wondering, I don't think it's a very good argument. Clearly, Justice Roberts didn't think it was a very good argument
1: when he incorporated it against the states and said, no, it's an individual's right. Or maybe Roberts knew that this was coming down the line and did it proactively, which is what we said a couple weeks ago. Right. We
3: thought, look at the Prussian city that he took in this, which right. is amazing because then he turns around and does other things. That are Anyway, <laughs> you get the idea.
2: So you say that you have a right to self-defense and that Trump's californias show good cause, but... What about that time that you demonstrated less than good moral character? You know, the time that you were texting while driving, or when you lied to your mother about what you and Susie were doing out so late the night before, when the police caught you at makeout point. Under California law, that seems to be enough to deny you a concealed carry permit. At least as long as the discretion is left to the local sheriff.
3: Beralta, Beralta, sorry, wants a concealed carry permit from the county of San Diego. Sheriff Gore says
1: no, yet. Had to do that again, sorry.
0: Typical, we'd get that from the communists.
1: <laughs> I'm never shaking that, am I? <laughs> well, it's hard to when I say yet. Yeah. Yeah,
3: California, the <laughs> state of California, by the way, does allow for the issuance of a permit to carry a concealed loaded handgun in public for self-defense. And in small population counties, an individual may obtain a license to carry a loaded and exposed handgun. I don't. Do we have any small counties? What's a small county? Population or size? I assume
1: population. Well, well some of them size-wise, you know, San Francisco is very small. Right. In fact, Al- is, Al- it, is it at the only city and county? Mm-hmm. Alpine's probably, probably LA, not yeah. that big population-wise. Right.
3: Uh, anyway, to obtain a permit to carry a handgun, applicants must pass a criminal background check as required by the California Penal Code, and successfully complete a handgun training course, as required by the CPC, California Penal Code. An applicant must submit an application for the permit to carry a handgun to the county sheriff in which the applicant resides or spends a substantial amount of time in regard to the applicant's principal place of employment or business being located in that county. Before the sheriff issues a license to carry, the county sheriff makes a determination as to whether or not the applicant is of, quote, good moral character and has good cause for a license to carry a concealed weapon. Now, even if the applicant successfully completes the background check in the handgun training course, permit will only be issued if, in the discretion of the county sheriff, it is found that the applicant is of good moral character and has shown that there is good cause for the permit. Because the county sheriffs have discretion in determining whether an applicant is of good moral character and whether an applicant has good cause, there is no continuity in the issuance of handgun Carrying permits, some counties such as San Diego, applicants are rarely issued a permit, but in other counties, handgun permits are issued to most law-abiding citizens. Uh, Peruta maintains that uh, he maintains several residences across the United States, including but not limited to San Diego County. He maintains a permanent mailing address in San Diego. He's uh, they have a motorhome, so forth and so on. Does that you know? Does that meet the criteria for residency? I guess is the first argument, and I. If yep. his permanent mailing address is there, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, people do this all the time now. It's America. You're supposed to be able to cross lines. But
1: if he also does his primary business in that county, that's, that's clearly what it states there. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if he's spending 18 out of 24 hours in San Diego County, that means he does a significant amount of business in San Diego County, which the law would encompass.
3: Well, what if his business is in San Diego County? It's incorporated in San Diego County, but he works
1: in Connecticut. If, if if he spends the majority amount of time in his business in within San Diego County, I think he, he, he meets the criteria of, well, where of does the he, law. where does he pay his taxes?
0: I would presume California. If he pays his right. taxes in the state of California, then as far as the state of California is concerned, he's a resident of San Diego
1: County. Yeah, but if he also has a business in, in Connecticut, he pays taxes in Connecticut as well. So, I mean, you can still pay taxes in both places because you generate revenue. Well, true, but, but if he pays, but if you said, as you said, if he pays taxes in San Diego County as a resident of California, therefore he qualifies under this law. It's not clear, really, from
3: right. It's it's, it's unclear exactly, exactly where he is and how much time he spends. So, so, that's one argument. Okay, if that was the entirety of the argument, if the, if Sheriff Gore had come out and said he didn't live here, do we even have this argument? Pro- well, probably doesn't make it that far because. Of-
0: lower judge probably says, oh, yes, he does.
3: Right. But the sheriff didn't take that argument. The sheriff took the argument of, well, he doesn't have good cause.
1: So that tells me he meets all the criteria except for whatever the, the sheriff has determined as being good cause. Which the state of California says is solely at the discretion of the sheriff of that county. Which is, goes back to my statement in the first segment is there needs to be a standardized sheriff's amongst the state to be able to meet good criteria. Whether that sheriff believes in it or not should be immaterial. It should be the fact that does he meet the criteria that's laid out and and if he meets the criteria, he should be able to be issued a, a a permit i The only issue i
0: have I'm just playing the other side of it how exactly do you draw up that that list of criteria? I mean how specific does it have to be to apply to every conceivable situation? in terms of good cause.
1: And does or, it have to be blessed by the legislature?
0: Or, or is good cause something that you really can't define, and for that reason, it's, it's a problematic standard?
1: Well, is it good cause to say, well, you know, I think all right-handed people should have a permit and all left-handed people shouldn't? I mean, it, it depends on what you define yeah, I'm, all right with
3: I'm okay
0: with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, except but, Navy veterans aren't allowed guns. Yeah, I
3: wouldn't be okay with that.
1: But but I think if, if if you have a standardized again, you're leaving this up to choice. Good cause is just like saying because I said so or right. because I feel like it. One well,
0: that that was kind of where I was getting is I parent argument. I don't know even if all the sheriffs in California got together to draw up a quote unquote you know uniform standard uh, with the terms good cause. That's just so broad. I don't know you could ever well, let's, draw up standards that cause.
3: I mean the good cause clause of this is 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 too broad i mean i think we're all in agreement with that but i'm not convinced that it's not intentionally that way if, if if you follow what i'm saying here the legislature is in a position where they pass a law saying we're going to restrict concealed weapons permits by this process de facto the process limits who can have one of these. right they're not what they're saying is not everybody can have one of these but we're not going to take the responsibility of deciding who we're can. Going make, we're yeah. going to pass that on to somebody else. So, so you can't get mad at us if your sheriff says
0: no. Because we've but, said, hey, object. You know. But we're going to make lots of campaign contributions to make sure that guys that will say no get elected in our counties.
3: Anything's possible. The other side of this, which is not only the, the good cause, but this good moral character.
1: I've been reading some of this case, obviously, mm-hmm. and, and Peruta clearly demonstrates good moral character. Yeah, I mean, he he's certified in the NRA, he, he has a valid, he's an NRA instructor. instructor. He has a valid pistol license in the state of Connecticut. He's recognized by the Department of Public Safety to teach pistol course. Um, he's a former law enforcement agent from the state of Connecticut. What more good moral cause do you need? That does seem. I mean, particularly sure.
0: since I would assume getting a permit in Connecticut is probably fairly difficult. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know because you. you no, you, you, I've, you, I've been stationed in Connecticut. It's it's
3: not a thing. Yeah, the, an, the reason he probably has one from Connecticut, from my experience in Barron, Ver- and granted, I was there in 1981, but um, it's it's because he's a former law enforcement.
0: Yeah, I would mean, I would have assumed. I mean, you never know. Vermont's a very liberal state, but has extremely liberal. Gun standards that pretty much anybody can have one.
1: The the guy's ex-navy. He's a he's a marine small arms instructor in the Navy. Uh I, I just here's here's the thing. So let's say he moves to Stanislaus County for a year and has residence and he gets a a concealed carry weapon here because the sheriff decides that, yeah, he fits all the, the bill. He can then go back down, move to San Diego, carry his concealed weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, with them because it's recognized in all 58 counties. Which seems
3: like you could do here in California because it's recognized in all states. So why not, if you've got a business that's doing business nationwide and it's all about your residency, why not go to a county that is basically a will-issue county, get your permit, and then live in San Diego?
0: Which pretty much defeats the whole purpose of the law certainly would seem to work.
1: It would get him around this, but I don't think he's trying to get around it. I, think he's trying I don't think to make, he is either. He's making a statement of saying right. that this guy's just holding it up because he has a grudge against guns, and therefore well, he's not allowing he's, to.
3: Right. And, and the basis of this is they're going back to the Second Amendment incorporation. And that's what the court is ultimately going to, to look at. This, this three-judge panel of the Ninth Circuit Court is going to look at, okay, what does the Second Amendment actually say? And how has that been interpreted by the court? What is the precedence involved here? In, in all of this, Peruta is making the point that good cause is a subjective rule. Oh, correct. In other words, we don't have good cause to say, well, you have a right to freedom of speech if you're doing it for a good purpose. We don't have a, we don't have a good cause clause for newspapers. We don't say the newspapers, well, you can print that story if it's a good purpose. We don't well, say that for radio. We don't say that for we don't say that for jury trials. You can have a good jury trial
1: if it's a good reason. Well it's also like a driver's license. I mean I can issue a driver's license. I've passed the written test. I've passed the driving test. But because I, I don't quite feel like you're ready to do it, I'm right. gonna deny your application. You've met all of the standards to make but that his, license. But
3: his argument is very clearly his argument is very simply you can't put a condition of I need to show you a reason why I want to exercise my Second Amendment right. You have well, to show
1: a reason why I
3: shouldn't. shouldn't be him.
1: Right. Well, and he has issued the reasons why he should. Large right. sums of money. He's in a bad areas and everything yeah. else.
3: But that argument hold up. I mean, you, you think his argument is good?
1: Yes, I think it's, it's a good argument.
2: What if our state attorney general is a lousy lawyer, and what if she proves that? by appealing Peruta v San Diego. What if all she actually accomplishes is to cement Second Amendment rights across the entire state and country? Then, I say, God bless her.
3: Well, eventually the case, Peruta v San Diego, makes its way up the up the chain to the Ninth Circuit Court, where a panel of judges sits in this. Uh, real quickly, Pat, can you kind of tell people to describe why the difference between a panel versus the in-bank, the entirety of the Ninth Circuit? Why would they do that? What's what's the reasoning? Really, like just panel?
0: for efficiency's sake, that if most of these can be handled by three guys instead of all of them, it makes things more efficient.
3: D- is there a ra- do they randomize these? Is there... They're they're ra- they're random panels, and
0: so it's just luck of the draw.
3: So you're, you're but you're still looking at the Ninth Circuit Court. Presumably, at least, arguably, until last year, one of the more liberal one of the more liberal appeals courts used to be the most overturned courts. Not anymore, but it's kind of a crapshoot on something like this. You would think going into this on a Second Amendment case that the Ninth Court you would have lost would have lost. You'd, you'd, if you were predicting beforehand, that's kind of what you'd
0: think. And, and it's interesting that the sheriff didn't choose to, or the county didn't choose to appeal to the whole court. You would have thought they probably would have won there. I said that. Uh, well, let's get to that. The, uh, the,
3: the court did real. The panel held first that a law-abiding citizen's ability to carry a gun outside the home for self-defense falls within the Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms for the purposes of self-defense. Applying the analysis from Heller, panel fell held that it did not need to apply a particular standard of heightened scrutiny to San Diego because the good, colony, good cause restriction amounted to a destruction of the Second Amendment right altogether. And all I can say to that is, Amen. Yay! Finally. That's,
0: that's what Heller says.
3: That's precisely what it says. But I, then again, I come back to your question, which is, why didn't they appeal this to the entire in-bank court, saying, no, we want all 11 justices to hear this, knowing full well that if they do, they're not going to find The Ninth Circuit Court is not going to find that.
0: They're going re- re- to reverse, and then it's going right. to go up,
3: presumably, back to the Supreme Court. To the Supreme Court. Because it would have to at that point. You'd have to go to the Supreme Court, because basically what the Ninth Court has said is, no, we don't recognize the incorporation of of, of of McDonald. In essence. That's what they've said, right? Right. So the Supreme Court takes this up again if if that happens. What happens now? I mean, last time it was five to four with Well, I
0: mean I mean I would guess at this point if they're not going to appeal to the ninth overall and the only appeal that, that the county or the state has is to the Supremes, the Supreme Court will simply decline to take the case. They'll just say if they they got it right we've already decided this we're not going to talk about it again right. but if they go, but if they do appeal and
3: it, it goes in bank and ninth overturns them then the it, court almost has to take it then the court that, has but, to take it right. but isn't this technically
1: a different argument than McDonald i mean this one here well, no because it says right there they, they applied the they they applied heller
3: right which is the predecessor to mcdonald right. heller did not um, I'm trying to remember exactly the wording of this, Mac- McDonald is the incorporation. Heller right. is defining, I believe, that it's an individual right. Right. Okay. So, uh, to to do that, I mean, they're they're in essence reversing what the Supreme Court has said, which is this is an individual right versus a corporate right. Taking that,
0: the, they're basically saying to the Supreme Court, you're wrong. Well, I I mean, I guess the Supreme Court could take it up to refine things a little bit because, you know, we we have with all of the amendments, just because you know. If, First Amendment's a pretty clear, Congress or states shall make no law, but Mm -hmm. they have carved out certain exceptions where they say, okay, well, in this case, or Fourth Amendment that we were just talking about a little while ago, you know, certain exceptions for safety, I suppose that could be an argument on appeal that, okay, we accept Heller even though we don't like it, but there's a safety exception here in making sure that someone who is law-abiding but unstable
1: potentially should not be able to get a gun well,
0: doesn't but, that come back to the good moral
1: character argument but doesn't this doesn't this take a, a, as you said a specific amount regarding a concealed weapon versus a a, a license to carry a gun he, he has the license to buy a gun That's he he good can point. he can buy the gun but but in this case he's, he can't carry it concealed he can't carry it concealed so is that as I was saying is that different than what McDonald – it's not like he's challenging the right to well, what he's, what he's
3: challenging is because what he's saying is that California's rule right, to, that you must show good cause right, eviscerates the individual right to hold a gun because the good cause to be able to hold a gun is that you have a constitutional right as an individual to keep and carry a firearm, keep and bear arms right. for self-defense. And it doesn't say keep and bear arms within the confines of your home or on your property. Yeah. It says keep and bear arms, so
0: forth and so on. So, yes. Yeah. What you were saying—that's that's an interesting point, Jeff. Because could that potentially be why this isn't being appealed? Is they don't if they they know if they appeal to the Ninth and the Ninth Reverses and it goes to the Supreme Court, does the Supreme Court then take up the case and apply a national standard that concealed carry is the same as individual right to bear arms? But if they don't appeal it, then all it really applies is is in California or in the Ninth. And in the rest of the country, there's not yet that standard of And what
3: happens if, what happens is as a part of that, the court rules that you have a right to keep and bear arms, period.
1: That means what op- happens
3: to open carry?
1: Open carry and concealed weapons then become the law of First the land, and you say. don't necessarily need to have permit to do that. Wouldn't that be, And that
3: would be the, exactly the next argument. Well, if I can carry one concealed for safety, for my public safety, why can't I carry it openly? And if the Supreme Court takes that up under those circumstances, that is the danger to the left's position, isn't it? Right. So maybe at, least until, at least until one of the conservative judges retires and the president appoints as yes. another liberal
0: justice. I mean, as George Bush would have said, there's a lot of strategy involved in what these people do, and maybe here they're figuring a, a minor
1: loss is better than a great big loss. Because if you, if you read the set here, it actually says that. It says California generally prohibits... The open or concealed carriage of a handgun, whether loaded or unloaded, in public locations. So, you know, they're kind of incorporating both the open carry and the concealed weapon at the same time. Right. So I, I think, as you, as Pat said, if they take it to, well, as both of you guys said, if they take it to Supreme Court now, all of a sudden, does does the term concealed or open carry basically get out of the vocabulary? And it just becomes whether you can own a gun, whether it, you can have a gun, you can have a gun or not. I
0: mean, keep espe- and bear, especially
1: if the argument is
0: personal protection. I mean, mm-hmm. I would think it's much more logical to argue that open carry is ground is a way to protect your personal safety because if people know you are always armed, been my view as opposed to concealed carry. Well, if I come up to you and I'm a bad guy, I, if you're concealed, I don't know you're armed. Mm-hmm. If I see a gun on your hip, I know not to mess with you. Right. Now, crime statistics, people will tell you that concealed weapons are reducing crime.
3: I'm, I'm of the opinion, and I said this to someone this week, a sheriff this week, was that I, I have no interest in concealing my firearm. If I'm going to carry it, I'm going to carry it because I want people to know that I have it. Right. Otherwise, I don't need to carry it. Don't mess with me. I mean, me. that's my
0: opinion. I, but, mean, I suppose the uh, argument is with concealed carry, you don't know whether or not the person is carrying.
3: Right. Therefore, you, you must assume. So, so you back off from stuff, blah, blah, blah. But
1: who knows? Well, what? also in this ruling, doesn't this overturn the ban on open carry here in the state of California? That does it? That's a good question.
3: Does it? Because we were never required to show good cause to openly carry. Correct. So theoretically, I don't think it does, because really all it addresses is the good cause, good cause. Right. It doesn't address specifically
0: the broad ban on open and carry. with
3: regards to open carry. So there's that. Now, just so you know, California Attorney General Kamala Harris did announce that she's going to ask the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals to reveal to review and reverse itself on the concealed on the case Peruta versus San Diego, um, primarily because she's a little upset that uh, well, is it Orange County has received over 500 applicants since the ruling came out. <laughs> I, I don't know how many have come in, in in other counties, but but she of course a what you would classify as a gun control liberal
0: well, she was, is
3: seeking to overturn
0: that. As I recall, she was DA of San Francisco County. Yep. So,
3: right, she is. Uh, she's clearly going to do that. And if she goes after the inmate, is this a strategic?
0: There's a lot of discussion right now as to whether or not she's a good lawyer. I don't at all. I don't know that and, her decision is smart because if 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 she doesn't appeal, the other side can't appeal because they won. Right. So it's done. But if she appeals and they reverse. Supreme Court the takes Supreme it up. The Supreme Court takes it up, and the Supreme Court applies this president nationwide. And attorney generals and DAs all across the country yeah. want to take her into a room and slap her upside. So the what head. Have we? So what have we learned? And
3: how do we apply it?
0: Have we learned that <laughs> we,
1: we should chant, cheer her on as we, she appeals? Or I, I'm surprised she actually took it up as well. I, I really am. I, I think she's kind of she picks and chooses which ones she wants to 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 defend or not defend. Um, Will this?
3: Will this change California? Will, will sheriffs start issuing certificates now? I don't think
1: they have any choice. Really? I don't think so. I think they're still going li- to link to this good clause. Yeah.
0: Good,
3: good morals good, issue. It, exactly. Well, the good
1: morals issue I suppose they could link to, yeah. yeah.
3: Well, there's other ways to do it, too. If they put their minds to well, it, true. I'm sure that's uh, part of things. Hey, you got a, a comment or a question on Peruta versus San Diego under the Second Amendment? Give us an email. Podcast at constitutionthursday.com we'd love to hear from you about uh, our discussions and your thoughts on what we talk about right here on constitution thursday the saturday podcast i'm dave i'm pat i'm jeff we'll see you next time around stay uh, we'll see you next time bye
2: constitution thursday the saturday podcast is a slippery fish entertainment production copyright 2014 To comment or complain, email podcast at constitutionthursday.com or go to www.constitutionthursday.com.